you come over to our crib and we'll play a little FPS? Welcome to Channel Massive. We're gonna take off all your clothes, girl. Welcome to episode 127 of Channel Massive. We're doing another over-the-internet type of podcast recording. Yes. Although this time Mark and I are in the same room. We are in the same room, but we are separated by an invisible barrier of Skype. Yes. And Mm. inside that barrier is Eric. Trapped, some would say. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trapped, but, you know... I have the ability to move you over the interwebs Pushing with my voice. the inner tubes. <laughs> mm. So we're very happy to be here. We're, we thank you for downloading the episode. We are recording on Thursday, March 25th. In the year of our Lord, yes. 2010. Two so more years until the apocalypse. Immediately check your calendar to see what day it really is for you. <laughs> October 13th, 2011. (laughs) In this episode, we're going to be telling you what we're playing, and then we've got some cool, as Mark titled them, discussion topics. Discussion topics. (laughs) Roundtable discussion topics. Yes, it sounds better when we put the roundtable prefix on there. Which actually is... Pretty much a straight line, considering the distance <laughs> yeah. we have between us and Eric. <laughs> it's more of a triangulation. Yeah, in the current arrangement of the speakers over there and that's, us over here. That's right. M A I L. That was totally random, but appreciated. <laughs> yeah. Eric's referring to how you can get in touch with us. Mail. M A I L at channelmassive.com. I'm training him. We are training him. <laughs> and also, Eric is. Manning the helm of the Twitter feed. He's the twit master. (laughs) Twitter.com slash channel massive. We're ready and standing by to receive your feedback. I'm going to take a second. I'm going to tell people how this works. So before we record, okay, I'm going to put out a request. This request is for a baby rant or some kind of just nonsense, okay? If you just want to hear your, your Twitter tag on the air, we can do this for you. So you just send me whatever nonsense you have in your head at the time. It doesn't have to be smart. Like, I got on the show. If I can do it, you guys should be able to get whatever you want to say. Well, we could turn it into a rap if it rhymes. Yeah, we could. We might have to accumulate a few. We've done that before yeah. on Channel Massive. Yeah. Much to everyone's chagrin. Yeah, including our own. <laughs> yes. Do it. Do Multi-tweet it. rant. It can be five to six tweets. I'll read it. I'll laugh. 100 and I'll make characters of wisdom. Yeah, times seven. It's, it's great. Do it. I'm just telling you people do it. So if that's not enough to get you to send us some, some email. We still take archaic email as well, of course. Yeah. We, we take it all. Voice clips. 
We haven't had a voice clip in a long time. Not since like Scott Pruitt last year, sometime yeah. November, October, maybe. Yeah, we need Scott to come back into the fold. Yeah, Scott, we miss you still. Yep, we got we got you near and dear to our hearts, IT manager. <laughs> and that's all for our introduction. We must charge forward bravely and without trepidation into the gaping maw of hell. Yes, also known as League of Legends. Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Horror. This episode of Channel Massive is sponsored by UGT Servers. When you order Ventrilo hosting from UGT, you get all the powerful administration features hardcore gamers want and the ease of use that newbie gamers need. With 24-hour tech support, 13 locations worldwide, and a 15-day money-back guarantee, you'd be crazy not to check them out. Head to UGT-Servers.com for all your Ventrilo hosting needs. I'm going to tell you what I'm playing first, because... I, this is Noah. I will be telling you what I am playing and what you are playing. Comrades. I tell yeah, you what I play to the first. Comrades. Sometimes I go over to the store, but then then the store is open. But, the, <laughs> but I don't have any money, because I didn't, I didn't get the money, you know? So I go back to the store, and then when I get the money, I come back to the store and get small sandwiches. But these sandwiches, they're from communist Russia, so they eat you, huh? For all our Russian listeners, that was uh, probably an affront to your sensibilities, and we're, we're deeply <laughs> troubled and sorry, and troubled and sorry. Both ways. Both ways. Yes. Coast to coast. Okay, so what I'm playing is just Crime Scene on the DS and League of Legends on the PC. I guess I could talk more about League of Legends. I can't talk about it on Dojo Shoko. Is it forbidden? It is. We are only allowed to talk <laughs> about Nintendo things. Heretic, do not speak of things outside of Nintendo. They do not exist. Well, it's kind of painful because, like, at least two of my hosts generally only play stuff that's not Nintendo. They have, I mean, they're at Nintendo Joe, but they play lots of 360 or Mm. PS3, actually. Sounds like they have fidelity issues. And they do. Yeah, and when they start off, they always have to do this awkward apology. With I know I haven't been playing anything from the, the Wii or the DS, but... Here's what I've been playing. So you get this real guilty feeling. It's just crazy. Tidman. The way I like it. Yeah. It's how he rules. I like uh, everything to feel like it could burst into an intervention at any moment. (laughs) So, Mark, you haven't played any memo in nine weeks. Yeah. That's probably true for me, (laughs) in the least. Yeah. No, you wait. Well, yeah. It's probably been that long since we played Star Trek. Yeah. It has. Me. Me. League of Legends has been immensely satisfying in its place. And you're playing with other people, so it is an online game. It's true. It's not massively multiplayer, but... It's like a team sport. But I was saying to Mark this morning that I feel like my love for the game is on the wane because I've now got an eight-game losing streak. Oh, my God. He has achieved it. Yeah, eight or nine. I, I can't remember. It's all starting to blur together. And this was after I went and even researched strategies for my character, and it gave me a totally different way to play my character, and I was trying that last night, and it wasn't really helping. Yeah. It's just weird, because I, I've had success with them before, 
I think what I really think that our biggest problem was just no matter which account I was using was we got too many wins in a row, and that's when that was the good times. And now we're ranked together as like these winning people, and so we get matched with these level thirties that win because they're on oh. Skype and mm. or or vent or something, and they have a team, and we get like in a pug group. And we're not all that experienced, but we have a winning record. Because that's how they describe the matching system. Oh, you system. checked it out to find out what was going on? Yeah, and I mean, I didn't, I haven't, I mean, I just remember that from, it, it was described to me by by someone from, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> rather we ambiguous. Were, we were in chat, and I, this guy was trying to describe to me exactly how it works. And I know they wrote an FAQ on it, too. And I read that, but this well, maybe was with more my enough. incessant losing streak, we'll start to get matched to people that are a little bit easier. Well, yeah, we've been losing a lot. So what's going to happen is now we're going to get matched against like like a level five pug group. Yeah, that's fine. And we'll I'll take the victories where I can get them. And we'll gradually yeah. get back to and that. And we'll seesaw back. We'll get back to that tipping point. The hope is that we'll, we're getting better, so the tipping point gradually scales up to where eventually, when we're with level thirties that are winning, we're also. Well, Winning. the problem is, it's really, I think, for me, it's statistically improbable that I'm going to beat a level 30 because they have all these mastery points and extra yeah. boosts their abilities and access to spills that I don't have. And it's just like, well, of course they're going to freaking kick my ass all the time if their abilities are recharging quicker, if there's more damage to all of their special attacks. Yeah, it's like it's like playing a twink in the battlegrounds, except that it's more subtle. The advantage is more subtle. Yeah, that's true. Because it is fractions of a percent at yeah, sometimes. But, but it still, it does, it it does up stack up. And there are a few abilities that are game-altering in the skill trees. Like, I just I just noticed one the other day where I was like, I can't believe that with, like, something like nine points in defense, you can trigger this thing that happens occasionally that's kind of game-altering. What is it? I can't remember exactly, but it gives you, a, like, a momentary advantage and I was like, I've never noticed that before. You know, I never, I guess I just never dug into anything defensive. But as I looked at it, because I maxed out the offensive tree, so I've like started to work up the defensive tree. And I'm like, wow, if I sacrificed a few points, I could have this thing that would trigger, you know, as long as I, as there was a couple prerequisite skills you had to have to, to make it happen. But it's like, that could be a game altering move, you know. Well, how many mastery points do you have with your level 30? Um, well, I think you get 30. So I was wondering, because I, I have 10 right now, but I'm level 12. Right. And I'm wondering at what point I get 30. Or 29. Or, you either get 29 or 30 or something like that. Yeah, because all the builds that I was researching, it was always a distribution of 30 points. Yeah. So, you know, there are some things in the skill tree that combine that with the runes and the percentages oh, that yeah, you're getting. Oh, yeah, right, the runes. And then there's, like, those super runes. There's the three super ones. And, you know, all of a sudden you're talking about, yeah, you, you do have an advantage and then also, if you're in a team that plays together and starts to have some strategies and starts to have that sense of what your your compatriots are doing, you start to get, you know, a serious edge. Well, yeah, like and, when we play the team of frat boys, that and, was a nightmare. Well, yeah, we keep getting in these pugs where people do not understand the concept of if the other team is bringing four or five people down a lane then we can't all be out doing our own thing. Like, one guy's jungling, one guy's, like, bravely halfway across the map trying to take a tower. And well, the, that's usually what you do, Mark. I wasn't <laughs> talking about me, oh. say. I'm theoretically speaking. Uh-huh. Um, and I what are you doing? And you, you respond, I'm trying to win. I'm trying to win. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think a big issue that we have, we, we, we realize that 
We're not the best players. We're having a blast, though, playing the game. We've played enough to understand the basics of our characters. In that, um, you know, with League of Legends, you have to get, you have to figure out what gear you're going to buy, and you also have to figure out how you're going to harass the other team properly. And when you harass the other team, you're able to at least stalemate your lane. You have three lanes, and if you can keep your lane from being pushed forward, you're at least doing adequate. Which we had last night, but then the other thing, the other problem that we're having is that we always have like one team member drop out. Yeah, or one, one yeah. guy either drops out or starts to just get really selfish, and they mm-hmm. start jungling. And or, you we're know, not, we're not coordinated enough to know when to push. Uh, last last time when we were playing, we had a couple opportunities to just go down one certain lane. Yeah, uh, I know with my character, I had cleared out two towers. We could have easily gone down the bottom lane if we were all on Skype or if we were all coordinated in some way. Um, we could have just taken that bottom lane, pushed, and completely put them on the defensive. But we weren't able to do that at all because we had three other, well, two other jackasses. One had gone AFK, and the other guy decided to try to push the top lane. Yeah, no matter what. Yeah. It was like... And that's, I think, a problem with the game community, too, is you have a lot of know-it-alls, a lot of egomaniacs, or people who just get really passive-aggressive and they decide that the game's over based on their terms, whether or not it's realistically over. Mm-hmm. And, like, just make it end. And then they stop playing and they just stand at the base. They don't do anything. <laughs> no, we had someone that did that Oh, last yeah, night. he did. He just stood there. Yeah. Well, hell, we had four people or three people at the end. They were all just standing at the yeah. base. And I was like, God damn it, I'm going to kill somebody. And I didn't, but I wanted to. Well, I, I didn't do it because I didn't want them gaining more experience on my behalf because I knew I couldn't stand up to them. Oh, yeah. Especially with nobody else supporting it. Yeah. So you're the lone wolf. Yeah, well, like, didn't give me anything, but it was fun no. to try. I don't know. I think that's the deal, though. We're just getting, we've won enough that it's we're... It's growing pains. It's growing pains, but we'll we'll uh, overcome it. And listeners, if you're like, oh my gosh, League of Legends, just remember it's free. You can download it and play it for free, and you can join us. It's not like other MMOs. Well, it's yeah. not like other online games where you have to purchase a retail copy and then pay for a subscription. And now you can jump, literally jump in for free. And in spite of my woes, my losing game streak, I think there's currently like 52 maybe different types of different heroes that you can play as. And that's one thing that's still keeping me around is I'm like, well, you know, I can try a tank class or a tank class hero or a carry class hero. Yeah. So I'm still not down and out. I'm going to keep getting try because I just I've had so much fun with the game and it's so cool to get on late night and play with you guys. It's the ultimate wind down session for me, man. It's like any of my days like stress or whatever. It just, I don't know, something about blowing up towers and ganking people. <laughs> yeah. I just uh, wish they would add some more maps. I wish they'd make that Tanglewood one. I think that would be map. really cool. An official map. Yeah, I think they should. They say they're working on also a, a two-lane map. Yeah, should be Which cool. could be cool, but it's just, there's so many heroes now, I'd rather have a new map versus another hero. Yeah. Yeah, there are a lot. And it's cool. They're fairly well balanced. Some people would disagree, but it's like yeah, you know. Well, Ash is kind of easy mode. Yeah, I would right. agree with that. And a good rise is about impossible to withstand. Yeah. And the you know the fiddlesticks, a good fiddlesticks. That that shit is scary. Yeah, it is. And we have Phil, who has been on the show before. He's elected to start specializing in fiddlesticks, which is great because anything where we can get. One of those annoying characters on our side. I know. I was thinking that. I was like, man, we need like we need like somebody playing fiddlesticks, Twitch, Rise. 
And Annie. And Annie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. And it's Tristana, I'm sure, is annoying to other people. Well, and apparently Poppy as well. Poppy. God, fuck. Last night, that was horrible. <laughs> yeah, so. listeners, the big thing to know about League of Legends, um, even if you've tried it before and you haven't kind of gotten into it, um, the idea about the game, it works very much like a, a fighting game, that once you find the character that you that you love playing, the game changes. It oh, yeah, big time. in enjoyment. Eric's found his character, and I've found my character, and no, I don't think it's quite... I, mean, I really love playing as Pantheon, but I just can't... I don't know what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> I'm sucking. <laughs> that's about all I can say. This is something that's not... I was doing well for a while, though. That's why I don't understand. Yeah. It's like the more that I learn about the game, the crappier that I play. <laughs> so many questions. <laughs> I start judging myself. Oh, I, I suck. It doesn't matter where I go. I'm going <laughs> to suck. Last time, I last night I apologized. None of my teammates res- responded. You guys weren't playing in this game. Oh. But then they started picking on the guy that had left. Well, blah, 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 left. He's not even here. (laughs) I'm like, well, I guess that's their backwards way of saying that we appreciate you apologized and acknowledge how much you suck. You're okay. Thanks for staying. (laughs) (laughs) At least you're here. Even though you're feeding them, you're feeding them. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, gosh, all the lecturers. Well, I guess MMOs are that different that no. you can run into people. Yeah. Doing a, Especially doing if you're doing a raid or... Raids are horrible. Yeah, whenever you get into a, an MMO that you have, like, hard-pressed class roles, I mean, that's really what it comes down to with League of Legends. I mean, you're really learning your class, learning if you're going to be support, if you're going to be a high DPS or a tank. Uh, it works yeah. just like an MMO, where if you don't... You know, their people are going to say, learn to play. They have these expectations, I, yeah. Well, it's yeah. exactly like an MMO. It's just it's just pure PvP, and it's and it's a timeline that's greatly condensed as you level from one to. Although it's still 18. too long for Terra's taste. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> gosh! How long is this game gonna last? It's already been thirty minutes. I'm like, you play through all these games that take hours and hours. Yeah, this is, days. This is like the qu- quickest game you'll play, short of solitaire. <laughs> I guess she's just she was expecting it to be like a traditional FPS match where it's like mm. five ten minutes and then it's done, but. Yeah. That's what I love about League of Legends is it gives you that feel like you're leveling up a character, you're yeah. doing those basic RPG mechanics, and you feel invested in your success. Yeah, totally. When you get the scoring summary and you're like, oh, yeah, man, I killed you know three towers or whatever. and Yeah, you, and you feel like you've really accomplished something at the end yeah. of a game because you can always tell how much better, how much stronger your character is by game's end, regardless of whether you win or lose. Totally, yeah. All the items. But sometimes I you're just destined to lose. That's what I like. It's like um, it's a very condensed MMO career. Yeah. Like in 45 minutes, I can do what took me like eight days of play to do in World of Warcraft or something. Yeah, you know? exactly. So. Yeah, and that's that's fun and all, but I mean, what stops me from fully 100% loving League of Legends is the fact that I play the MMOs to explore and to get story, and I'm one of those people who will slow you the hell down because I'm reading everything while you're clicking, okay, 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 let's go and kill something. But it's so I funny will... you say that, though, Eric, is because I'm the person that was like that whenever we did LAN parties with Mark, Jason, and Jim. Like, if we play Titan Quest, I could never keep up with him because I wanted to read yeah, you the storylines. Story. And, and mm-hmm. hell, let alone, I didn't know what I was doing, and I had to read text to understand, well, which armor should I use, which weapon? They've, they're already, like, halfway across the game world. I'm like, damn it! Yeah, but the uh-huh. difference was, like, we didn't all know what we were doing. <laughs> we were just like, we're going. Charge! We don't know where we are, what we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I'm here to fight the winged thing. 
with the sword, <laughs> I guess. Man, well, Jim's like a total anti-lore person. Yeah, lore for lore. Oh well. Yeah, I need that. I need that motivation. Like I, I grew up in in a time that was just transitioning from arcade style high score kind of motivation into. I don't know, interactive experience kind of things, you know? Like, my first games were adventure games, text-based games. Well, you, that's the you... thing, Eric, is that I was exactly the same way when I was a little kid before I played Atari. It was only adventure games on PC for me. And then I got into Final Fantasy. And when I was in high school and in college, I played a lot more RPGs. And then after I graduated and I got into my 40-hour-a-week full-time job world, I kept buying these RPGs. But I just didn't have the time or motivation to play them anymore, and it sucked because I wanted to play them so much and I wanted to get into them. But it's just like when your schedule changes, I think it really has an impact on what type of games you're willing to get into. Yeah, totally. The commitment. You're just like, oh, fuck. You know, I could play two hours of Star Trek Online tonight or three League of Legends matches, and at the end of the day, I will have felt like I'd accomplished something one way or the other. And it, you know, it changes over time. You know, after a while, maybe you want something more. And I think we got that with Warhammer. It was kind of nice. We'd play like two or three yeah. hours a week and do the scenarios. And it felt like we were accomplishing stuff. But we were also getting that cool raw action with yeah. the scenarios in there, as yeah. well as the story stuff on the side. Totally. And I just really liked how that was balanced until my character was imbalanced. Until they give <laughs> your character worse than perhaps. I can't think of a worse gimp being ever. <laughs> In any MMO. Well, because I was already kind of vulnerable. But that was just like, then I was now you vulnerable. do no damage and you're vulnerable. It's like, <laughs> you're, you're a glass cannon melee character, but we're going to take the cannon out and make you a glass pea shooter. Yeah. <laughs> and I, that's what's so funny about me playing his Pantheon on League of Legends is in the build notes that I read, Almost all of them are like, he's a glass cannon. He's really, really squishy. And I'm like, this is just my destiny to play these characters <laughs> squishy that are kind of powerful, but they're just like easily exterminated, oh, just yeah. like that. Yeah, you're going to have to break the, break the pattern. Yeah, I need to start playing tanks. Tanks only. you got to play Poppy or Mordekaiser again. And that's the oh, little Mordekaiser bit. That little, hell, that's the, yeah. Yeah, that little change. That's the little change that revitalizes the game for you. Because I, like, I refuse to play tanks most of the time. But then when I do just decide, oh, fuck it, this guy, is look, he looks cool, I'm going to have to play him, and I end up playing, you know, a tank in Warhammer, I'm like, this is a new game! <laughs> it is, though. It's like, wow, I can hit this thing all day and not kill it, but if I get a party together, suddenly I have a roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talking to a level 70 warrior in War- World of Warcraft here, <laughs> so I know what it's like. <laughs> So okay. we all kind of roundtabled on League of Legends because yeah. we've all been playing that together. None of us will speak of it further. Yeah. What about you, Mark? Well, that's all I played. So. Oh um, well, that was easy. What about you, Eric? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got a I've got a little bit of a list. Um, I'll say League of Legends first, just to get out of the way. Um, having fun with you guys. I, I do have to say that the you know we've already kind of mentioned it, but the enjoyment of the game really comes down to how much you're enjoying playing the class and then also your team. So the better, you know, if listeners, if you guys want to get together and play some, uh, I think you guys will really get to see the advantages of the game. Um, And then find a class. We can always help you out by giving you, you know, I've done a lot of research. Mark has been playing way more than the both of us. 
and can give you know can give us. Well, I thought he said complained way more than the most. <laughs> <laughs> like, only when, <laughs> only when we're losing. <laughs> so I mean, when it comes down to it, we can kind of give you a, a heads up and a and a jump start to enjoy the game, uh, and it'll be it's a blast. The more people you have that you know, the more fun you have. So that's so true. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, when I then, played my build order by myself last night with a random team, and then it was all people giving orders to each other and bitching at each other. I'm like, this is not fun. Yeah. Now I have a I have some friends I play with sometimes when you guys aren't available, and there's this guy named Pariah Dog, and he's got like 180 wins, I think. And we, we usually when he puts a team together, he gets people with like one at least over 100 wins, and sometimes over 200 wins on our team. And so it's usually, like, just these, like, total badasses and then me. And it is pretty fun to play, like, the character that I love with, like, those guys. A team you can rely on. Well, yeah, because, like, I don't, nobody, you know, like, that guy's always the leader. The same guy is always the leader. He always does the exact same thing on the map, so you know what he's doing. And basically, you just play your, you just play your you know, learn to play, right? You just learn to play. You play your character. You do everything as best you can, and it's like you just destroy. And so, yeah. But and that's um. But then I not, play not, with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and in a stark contrast, and that's why it goes two wins, two losses, two wins, two losses. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, the yeah. thing, the thing to know. This, this is a hint. Um, we when you have those people who know how to play, they understand that it's an MMO. There's tanks, there's DPS, there's support. Uh, I bet folks. if we really looked at we really looked at what we're actually playing, um, you know, I mean, Mark's DPS, uh, Noah's what glass cannon <laughs> DPS. guy, yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm support. So uh, you know, we're 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 not really building a team um, that's going to be super successful, and, and it's mostly we're because, well, because and, and, and that's. That's one thing when the, when when we go into the character selection with these guys, they're like, okay, somebody's gonna have to play a tank, and that's why like sometimes I play Poppy because they're like, you're gonna have you're the guy with 38 wins or something like that. You're gonna play Poppy. Okay. Yeah, yes, Mark sir. and I, yes, sir, Mark yes, and I had like a a really good example. Like we had a really good example of people working together, and when you choose classes that kind of work together, there's this uh, Poppy. I think is is the one that. Um, we were fighting up against. Yeah, and, black and she, Yeah, she can do a shield bash that pushes you into a wall. So pretty oh, much yeah. they were they were pushing us into a wall, and then two of two of them, since there is there is collision detection in the game, they would push us into a wall. I would try to run away and just get blocked by the two, and they would just DPS us to death. So depending on how your powers work out, you can really f some shit up. Yeah, there's like. The whole thing, the traditional nuker team, there's like the nuker squads, which will be like three people that all have a stun, and or you know, two will have a stun and one will have a nuke, but they'll also have secondary nukes or something like that. Uh-huh. You, you know, we just don't stand a chance, especially if one of them's Rise, who has that uber, like initial assault thing that just fries you. Yeah. You know, it's just. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> a lot well, of strategy there. To continue, okay. So we got we got Champions Online. Champions Online just came out with a big, huge ex, a free expansion called Revelation, and it's I played it in test. Um, it, it includes a ton of stuff. It includes an entirely new zone. 
that's kind of like um, a Creole version of Gotham City. Whoa! I guess um, it's it's like in it's like it's in Louisiana. It's got a lot of Creole culture, and then it but it's got like heroes that are kind of darker. It's all it's got a lot of magic uh, in the storyline and everything like that. Like voodoo and, and stuff, or yep, yep. There's a whole faction that are like voodoo crocodiles and and voodoo like witch doctors and stuff like that. Um, a big thing that they they want they pack this this expansion with a ton of content. So you have reportedly like they said you've got like ninety new pieces of costumes like or something like that. Jesus. Um, there are like four different factions. There's like a vampire, a werewolf, a zombie, and there's a whole faction that looks like Hellraiser, right? And then, of course, in Champions, you have these things called Crisis um, Zones, right? And they're pretty much the introduction to a zone. This one is the most epic one you could think of because you go you go into this Crisis Zone, everything is exploded and there's rubble everywhere, and you realize that it's the apocalypse. So the whole Crisis is you dealing with, you know, trying to stop the apocalypse, and the solution is you have to go back in time. So sorry for spoiling it, but you fucking go back in time. You spoiled it! Yeah, I know. B- but seriously, people have to play this. It's fucking awesome. Um, great storyline. And at the end of all of this, you get to choose a tier 4 power, which is kind of like kind of like a flare power. Like, it's not really needed, but it's a reward for you focusing on, uh, you know, going with all ice or um, all supernatural powers or, or something like that. You just get really um, well animated powers that do some cool effects. Um, amazing overall. I'm, I'm having a blast in it. Um, if any listener wants to get with me, I would totally give you a tour. Any listener get wants to get with him, <laughs> yeah, I'm we'll totally say, give you a tour. <laughs> yeah, tour also rhymes with cyber. <laughs> I'm just saying, people. I'm cheap. So another one I'm playing. I've been playing the DS a lot. Also, um, there's a game called Shin Megami Tensei: Strange Journey that just came out recently. Uh, it's like your traditional RPG. It's um, well, see the Shin Megami series. I'm going to be real brief with this. Is super serious, super mature. Deals with religion. Deals with sexuality. Deals with a ton of stuff. And it's packed in the small DS cartridge. It's it's pretty darn amazing. Well done. If you want a good RPG... It, okay, it's like demonic Pokemon. How about that? If you, <laughs> oh, if yeah, you're that's a good analogy. Yeah. Wow. If you're, if you're embarrassed with Pokemon or you feel like you've grown out of it, like I have... Jason I, I will never give up his Pokemon. <laughs> 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 I just can't play it anymore. I just There's no story to it. It's all the same shit over and over. But Shin Megami always has a unique story, but it's tied like gameplay with collecting demons, fusing them and all that stuff. It's fun. Let's see. Mass Effect. They had a deal. Yeah, it's the first one. Direct to Drive actually had Mass Effect 2 for sale for 30 bucks, even though I promised myself I was going to actually buy any more games. Yeah, don't spend yourself out of going to E3. Yeah, I'm totally not going to do that. (laughs) But I did. So, um, 
I got it, and and I use this as an excuse to start Mass Effect. I've never beat Mass Effect, so I I, I got it on PC for like five dollars, like a year and a half ago. So I'm starting it, and just realizing that the uh, the PC version is a terrible, terrible port. Oh bummer. There, yeah, there are so many issues with textures. Some of the characters, like one of the characters called Garrus, through that throughout the entire PC game. The textures of his face are super blurry. And the solution is get over it because there's no fix. I thought it was turn off a core. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. It's just get over it. You, there, oh, yeah. It's not it's you know, it's not gonna work. If if you know updating your drivers didn't work, it's it's not going to. But luckily, Mass Effect is such an has such an engaging story, so much lore, just it's just Good enough that who who the hell cares? It's a great game, and I'm playing through that, and I'm gonna eventually play through Mass Effect Two. All right, on. And that's my week in gaming. <laughs> I think that concludes the week in gaming, unless we'd like to start over again. Well, it concludes our what we're playing. I mean, oh yeah, the week in gaming would be news, which we are not doing. We are not doing that. No. It's kind of well, we're doing a twist of it. We'll do anything for love, but we won't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, meatloaf. <laughs> I like I like smothering my meatloaf with barbecue sauce. Good to know. <laughs> shall we segue based on that one? <laughs> what shall we smother next? <laughs> so instead of the week in gaming, this fine evening we will be covering four, count them four, or topics. That's right. Very good. You get bonus points. Now, if, you could do that in a, if you could do that in a foreign language like Spanish, you'd be really impressive. <laughs> uh, do trois, quatre. Or if you could like, talk like French, which we all know they have no word for entrepreneur in French. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in, in any case... <laughs> Uh, our first discussion topic this evening is the following. Can you really play a free-to-play game for free? No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, My answer is yes. My answer. I, I came up with this question. We were I was looking around on the intertubes, and um, on Massively, they had, they had posed this question regarding uh, Dungeons & Dragons Online Unlimited, and a guy kind of, uh, or a writer, I actually didn't notice the gender of the writer, one of the writers kind of chronicled <laughs> their epic uh, exploration of how how free is DDO Unlimited and what are the restrictions for not paying a typical monthly subscription. Anyway, yeah. we'll take you to the round table. The round table says <laughs> that the model of DDO... DDO Unlimited. Not surprisingly, and don't groan yet, it's actually pretty similar to League of Legends. I've heard of that game. Where most of the, pretty much the entire game is free, provided that you played enough to earn in-game currency, basically to buy the additional adventure packs. You have access to a lot of low-level things, and you can max your levels out, but you can't exactly do every single quest unless you actually pay for it with earned in-game currency, or you can buy those same points with cash. Cash! Cold hard cash. Or you can actually have a monthly subscription of $14.99 a month, which may sound a little steep, 
But what's cool about the subscription is, first of all, it gives you access to everything. But then on top of that, it gives you 500 in-game points a month, which I think is like six-something in cash, just to spend on whatever you want. So it works out to be kind of like nine, ten bucks a month. Sure, yeah. It's a, it's almost, it's funny because it's like, well, that's a subscription for most MMOs. So it's like, they've got the subscription model under the veil of a free-to-play game. And what's cool is they have more subscriptions than they've ever had yeah. once they switched to free-to-play and had this Frankenstein model. And I think it's it's cool because, let's face it, that game was not going anywhere. It was kind you know. of floundering a bit. So Yeah, what is it, almost five years old now? Yeah, five years now. old. It chose, as I always complain, and I have to have my shot now. Here we it go. It chose the worst IP in the Dungeons & Dragons universe possible. Yes, they possible. did. They were like, Dragonlance, <laughs> Forgotten no. Realms. Greyhawk. Yeah. Nah, Forgotten Realms, who'd like that? Especially in a computer game format, that would be just a non-starter. So boring. We're going with Eberron. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Nope. And everybody was like, whoa. Why? So I can have a Gollum-like guy? Neat. So, I don't know. It's pretty cool. It's been a real... It's been a really runaway success for them. And I'm really excited to see what other games end up following this model because it's been so successful. And I believe that the first candidate for that is actually Warhammer Online, who just keeps making the barrier of entry lower for the game. So you may remember that there's the quote-unquote unlimited free trial, yeah, which is unlimited in the fact that you can play the first ten levels of the game however much you want. There's no time limit on it. But now you don't even have to buy a retail copy of the game. You just start paying the subscription, to subscription right? yeah. Whereas previously, you had to pay for the retail copy and subscription. Which is, yeah, it's interesting. So it's just getting cheaper and cheaper until it's going to become free. Then I will come running back. Yeah. <laughs> but then, you know, I guess the question is, you know, is it is it possible to to really enjoy the game? on the cheap for free, you know, or with very small microtransactions. It's hard for me to say on League of Legends because I paid for the collector's edition, which unlocked a bunch of heroes yeah. for me. Eric, are you, you... You're playing free except for a couple of heroes you purchased, right? Yeah, yeah. I just... I, I researched Nadali, and I was really interested in her, so I figured, hey, I'm just going to just get this one character and then see what happens. Did you pay for that, or did you just unlock her with in-game experience stuff. No, she was pretty expensive. Like, like 3000 Yeah, she was like 3000 and some, and I just started, so I figured, hey, I'm, I'm gonna... I think it was... She cost like 5 I think I... No, I got $10 worth of points. Hmm. And then I... And then I just used them on her and uh, some other stuff, but it was was well worth it. It was kind of just like me. It, it, it was me. This is, well, this is what I'm gonna invest in it. Ten bucks is okay. If I don't like it, I'm good to go. Yeah, fair enough. I don't know. And there's a, there's other games that are kind of getting close. As you say, Warhammer, man, that's really close to it. You know, that's kind yeah. of what I like about this is that what it I, I like this movement towards free games because if the game is made well enough, if it interests you and addicts you well enough, you're going to spend some money on some kind of microtransaction in the least. Yeah. I think it's smart. You know, Free Realms, their whole business model is kind of based on yeah. that, right? And yeah. That was a runaway success, I would say. Mm-hmm. Most. We'll Way talk more about than I that later. But yeah, 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 I really... I didn't think it would flop. 
I just didn't think it would be quite as... I didn't think it would grow so quickly, you know? And, yeah, and maintain growth. Yeah, and new features, and you know, they pretty much delivered on a lot of their promises. I bet that's what Jason's playing right now, even. Oh, I imagine. That yeah. or Wizardry 101. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he really likes both of those. He loves to ride a broomstick, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so, you know, probably that. Well, that... that this idea of free to play and everything, you know, we we've got we got the signs, what a year, year and a half ago, and it started popping up that they're like free to play. It's the future. That's what's going to happen. It's going to replace all of these play to play games, and WoW's going to die tomorrow. It's okay, you know. And I mean, a year and a half ago, also we were we were talking about WoW killers. You know, every every new MMO that came out was a WoW killer. That's what it was. Yep. And then the hype train would hit it like a, you know, like a train, because that's what hype trains do. They're 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 like locomotion thingies that do things. And see what happens is they hit people. And what was I talking about? <laughs> I think you got hit by the runaway train. <laughs> oh yeah, see that's what happens. That's what happens. Anyways, um, you know, you you build up all this hype. And then it's going to fail. Like, of course, Warhammer. Warhammer, they were all over the place with that stuff, right? All hype, and this, all fail. Yeah, and this is interesting, watching Warhammer slowly take on aspects of a free-to-play game because, you know, they had all these rules that they... they um, when I was playing it, they had all these rules. Um, they can't merge servers because if they merge servers, it looks like the game's not doing well. Right. You know, it's not a balance issue, right? And then I'm pretty sure, you know, I've got no proof of this, but I think I've read a couple interviews where they were talking about, you know, Warhammer's never going to go free-to-play. So it's interesting the the small movements towards a free-to-play philosophy that they're doing with the free trial, the unlimited free trial, and then also the, you know, uh, you know removing the box copy price because, I mean, that's, that's the big thing that makes free-to-play games successful – they they remove that barrier of entry. You know you've got you've got two big barrier barriers of entry with with um, pay to play games. You have to buy the box fifty bucks a lot of the time. Yeah. And then you want to you have to pay fifteen bucks a month. So they're taking away that that first huge amount. And you know I'm I'm tempted to go back into it even though I know Warhammer overall isn't the game for me because you know it's. It's it's an odd kind of game. It's got this great aesthetic. It's got this great story. You really want to learn a lot about the game and, and go into the lore and and you know do all this PVE. And you realize its strength is PvP. And yeah. If you try too hard to get PVE out of it, you're really gonna kind of be disappointed. Yeah, it's there's another little game out there for that called WoW, which huh. brings me to the question. You know, right now with the numbers that Blizzard's been able to maintain with WoW, they they probably would be stupid to throw away the the whole fifteen dollars a month roughly estimated you know cost right times whatever eleven million or eleven point five million or whatever they're currently sitting at. Yeah. Not 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 going into the fact that it's cheaper in Asia, but anyway, if they did though, if if something else came along that that started to you know suck players away and if they and if they you know they say they say the the new expansion cataclysm comes out and it's mildly successful or you know as successful as as the last one 
But then things start to kind of gravitate towards something new, and they do start to see their numbers slipping. If they wanted to go free-to-play, that game lends itself so well to that model. I mean, with all the, the quests and all the different things that they could throw, like artificial barriers on based on your subscription level, and, the you know, they already have the free trial. If they just did the, hey, you know, if you want the the equivalent of what DDO has for it's like the unlimited kind of subscription thing. So like $14 a month you get basically what a subscriber would get. But some other, uh, you know, somewhere in between that for like $3 at a time you can do this. But, you know, all not, all, not all quests will be accessible to you. So then your friends who are paying the extra 15 will be out leveling you. I mean, and it's got... You know, WoW has just such a great polished beginning to it. You know, it's not yeah. not quite like Conan with the whole, you know, voice dialogue, super scripted first twenty levels, but it's still very very well polished. I mean, it would be a really good free to play game, and you know, I think it could still you know penetrate the market further with just what it has. Could people that never were willing to pay the subscription be like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. You know, and maybe they get friends and stuff. So anyway, just throwing that out there. And I'm sure, I'm sure that Blizzard has that in mind. I mean, we know that they're working on something, some new IP. That's there with the new model of, yeah, new transaction model. Yeah. Yep. It's yeah. going to be something new, you know. And and I mean, right now, we can't safely say um there hasn't been a WoW killer. Not we don't. Close. We, you know, I mean, I mean, every single, even even the successful games right now, like Ion. Even though Ion is grindy, it's an Asian MMO. They 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 didn't really, you know, they didn't, you know, try to fake it too much. I mean, it was always a, an Asian MMO. Um, it's super successful, but it's you can't call it a wow killer. They're making money, but it's not a wow killer. So the only thing I can think of right now that's going to kill WoW. Is Blizzard, and they're going to do it in a way that they still make profit. Most likely. Yeah, so I can see them coming out with whatever model they're going to do for this mystery IP. I'm not even worrying about it. But when they do that, they'll probably adjust WoW into this weird combination of free-to-play, whatnot, and still make a ton of money. Yeah. In 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 the end, you know, their fans are going to be like, "This is fantastic! Whoa, great!" still going to spend money on it. Well, that kind of... There's a couple of points I could make in this, but I, I think we could segue into the next topic and, and kind of <laughs> touch on them there, because okay. I think they pop up there as well. So the, the, the second topic we have for tonight is, does a player base of 100,000 users qualify as a success for, an M- for the MMO genre? And... Um, this is because there was a there's a was a recent podcast appearance by Jack Emmerich with the um, what is it the Big Freaks podcast the Big yeah. Freaking podcast and um, in it he said a whole bunch of stuff and so it was the the what he said in the podcast was kind of summarized on MMO Crunch um, and you guys can all read it for yourselves but. Um, one of the statements was that, you know, Champions Online and Star Trek Online are doing okay, and, and you know, having more than, or having equal to or 100,000 um, users is a success in this MMO genre. And, you know, our question is, well, is that really true? 
you know, do you guys do you guys feel that that's that's sufficient, or do you need two hundred fifty thousand, or at what point do you consider it to be successful? Obviously, after WoW came out, a lot of investors thought that uh, you know about five million is successful, or you know over a million is successful. But then when you kind of when the dust all settles and you kind of realize that WoW is a really strange kind of beast, you know what what do you really consider to be a success, and what and by success, I mean a couple of things, and these are the points I was getting to, is like you have to be making a, a certain amount of income to have a certain amount of staff hired to be able to create new compelling content to keep the players interested and to be adding new features, like, you know, enhancing PvP, enhancing PvE, coming up with the wonderful seasonal events that we, our friend Jason loves so much. <laughs> um, you know, things to keep the world alive, you know, to have that live team built, to have that community manager kind of going, you know, to have the whole thing clicking and to be driving towards bringing in new users, you need a certain, uh, you need to, you know, achieve a certain threshold, I believe, you know, to keep it running. Otherwise, you're just sucking money away from your, your parent company. Yeah. So, it, you know, with wrapped wrapping all that together, you know, what are your guys' thoughts on this? Do you think Jack is just saying that because they have, you know, grand plans to get an even bigger IP? And these last two are kind of a test bed for that technology. What, I can't say that if I had a huge IP that I'd want a company claiming that 100,000 subscriptions is sufficient. Right. Would be developing my big IP. I, I agree that the number, if 100,000 is all that subscriptions, is all that Cryptic needs to keep its servers running and have customer support maintenance in addition to developing new content, but obviously not making console versions anytime soon as much as they always love to trot that out. <laughs> um, that's cool, but that means a low number of servers or player bases spread really thin across whatever servers they have. And I know that so far as console video games are concerned, which do not have a subscription model and run at the same price, if a game sells only 200,000, 300,000, that's a failure. And it's not going to get a sequel. And I have a hard time. Maybe subscription, monthly subscription prices is all that it really takes to balance it out. But I have a hard time thinking only a mere hundred thousand, which would be a complete failure for a console video game, would be sufficient for a success. Now, granted, comparing console video games to PC games, the PC market's smaller, gaming market's smaller, but. A hundred thousand seems like a failure in any account. I think you need a million. Or maybe eight hundred thousand, something much uh, a magnitude of multiple times higher than just a hundred thousand. Yeah, because you see much bigger numbers in the console games, and and the thing about the console games is, once they're released, there's no there's nothing to support. I mean, there's no well, there's, there's no extra income coming often. in typically. Yeah, but that's pretty new yeah. concept. But you know, typically that you know you've just covered all your development, game is done. Now you're starting to, you know, round everything up for this the the sequel or whatever, or you know, but with an MMO, it's like, well, you need to have this many subscribers to get this much income, so you can keep everything going that you promised to deliver, and you know, develop all this new stuff. And yeah, I, I totally wonder, I boggle at that number of a hundred thousand. I would think like a quarter of a million would be a break-even point, just with some real guesstimated math in my head, you know? It just seems like... Yeah, especially if they're going to be providing new content. Yeah. Of worth. And and there are... See, there are so many elements that 
you know, we're just sitting here speculating the hell out of things. And it's really hard to figure out, especially since there's so many different things when it comes to, I mean, console games, you can look at a number and you can know, like if it was 100,000, you know, sales on the console, that's that's a definite failure. Um, but from what I've heard with uh, companies like um, Icarus Studios for Fallen Earth, if you create an MMO, knowing that you're, you know, um, doing it for a niche market, and you prepare yourself beforehand, right now, in interviews, they've already said that I think 100000 they are making plenty of profit. They, they're in a situation now that they're going to be able to create all the content that they want and be able to improve the game. Uh, and they have, you know, a, a huge amount of fans. So, uh, with that, I mean, what makes that a success and what makes any other game a failure? You know, it's that it's that pre-development hype and that, you know, um, I mean, they just, on Massively, they just released um, a statement from someone from uh, Star, Star Wars that they're going to have to, I think they're going to have, like, they're going to need a, a million a million people subscribed yeah. to, get the, to get the money back. Because they spent $100 million already? Something crazy. Apparently, they've just said it's the biggest game they've ever done. Yeah, which is which is totally understandable. And they, I mean, they've invested in voice acting. They've they're creating, you know, an online Bioware RPG, which is it's understandable. But if you go in making a game, looking at the numbers, uh, and and really sit at, hey, this is this is this is where this game's going to hit. And if they planned on a hundred thousand for Star Trek. And they're able to make a lot of money and be able to push out content and keep those people and slowly grow. You know, we don't we don't we don't mention Eve enough, and, and where it, yep. it came out with a small number and it slowly built over the years. This this hardcore community that every other MMO envies. When I think about Eve, I wish I loved that game because I you know it's one of those MMOs that you hear stories about and you hear this crazy community. And you just envy it. You know, you wish that they had that. And it started from nothing and grew. You know? Yeah, no, it was they they totally got it right with that one. But do you have to be really disciplined in your hiring? You can't you can't overcommit to your staff because like if you say if say it's like a hundred thousand users, so that's say, you know, one point five million a month, right? In revenue. That that's not a lot of employees. Let's say a median of 50k. I mean, you know, like 25 employees or something like that. I mean, it's or or, or whatever the math is. It's not a lot. No. You know, you Before take benefits you, you add yeah, you in you know, you, then you have to yeah, that's server right. Costs. Servers are like 3 employees, a, you know, a month, right? 3 well-paid employees a month. You, you know, you add that all together, the the facilities, all that stuff. I mean, pretty soon you're left with a team, a core team of around ten people, and you're and you're maybe your executives who may or may not be part of some parent company or something that you know are also doing double duty or something. That's not a lot of folks, you know. So no. you know, hopefully in this day and age, our design tools are so good that you can get by with that because you're not having to recreate the wheel to add in every new little feature. But still, you know, you would have to you would have to go into it planning. You know, 
you'd have to go into it with a really good plan and being realistic. And that's where, you know, Warhammer obviously failed. They were going to be huge. They were going to supplant Warcraft, World of Warcraft. And they had a whole bunch of people and they laid off a whole bunch of people. And then they laid off a whole bunch of people. And then they laid off a whole bunch of people. Closed a bunch of servers. Yeah, consolidated servers, you know, and now we're left with what we have there, you know. So, anyway, just some good good discussion around that. I don't know if anybody... Oh, oh, one, one, thing, one thing to mention about, um, I know, Noah, you just said um, with 100,000 people spread across servers, that's a big issue, right? You have to deal with server merges. You have to make sure that, you know, each server has a, the proper population, I think one advantage that you have with um, Star Trek and Champions Online, it's all one server. Yeah, same with EVE, right? Yep. Yep, and that's, that is fantastic. Same with Fallen Earth also. Everything's one server, so population is not, not as big of a deal. So you can have these smaller smaller communities that are diehard, and you don't get those ton of people that, you know, when I, when I log on to Age of Conan... I love that game. Fantastic. I, I I absolutely love it. But when I log into a zone after, you know, not being sub for two months, and I spend three hours trying to get a group for something, I, it's it's not going to work out, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's the downside of of that whole scenario. It's like yeah, sparse sparsely populated servers aren't good for anybody. Yeah. Moving on. Um, speaking of desperation, <laughs> uh, it has a new definition. Um, Jason sent in an email, and it was just hilarious. It's talking about this new service you can subscribe to. And I know Noah's a big subscriber, like a charter member. Oh, yeah. But if you're desperate for companionship, you can now pay girls to play games with you. And over on the Wandering Goblin um, they have a they have a write up on this. There's a new service called Game Crush, and for eight dollars and twenty five cents, you can purchase five hundred credits. You can use said credits to play a game online with a girl, a real live girl, at least we think so. <laughs> Even with video chat. Okay, at that point, I guess you probably would would have confirmation. One game <laughs> session lasts anywhere from six to ten minutes. Well, if, there are some damn good puppets, so you know. <laughs> but anyway, a session lasts anywhere from six to ten minutes, and uh, and then you're left with 100 credits that you can use to tip the girl if you wish. Now, wow. part of this, in, in what's supposed to happen in this is they're supposed to kind of talk nasty to you while you're playing. Yeah, they can them. set their mood to flirty or dirty. Yeah, so you know it's like the uh, it's the online version of a lap dance, I guess, but. Uh, and they know. justify it saying that if you were in a bar, you would spend $8.25 buying a girl a drink to try to get conversation with her anyways. Right. But if these girls are being tipped, that's not you don't go into a bar, buy a girl a drink, and then give her a tip afterwards if she talks yeah. to you. That's <laughs> only if the sex is good. <laughs> yeah, <you're so> <laughs> you have to have your criteria. You know, it's just... For, that, for my, my, my dollar, you know? 
Yeah, there's got to be something there. <laughs> and I mean, ten like almost ten bucks for only six to ten minutes of game time. Yeah, screw that. I mean, there's hookers on Colfax that'll hook you up for better <laughs> than that. <laughs> no kidding. You know, it's, I mean, it's a real. Frankly, I think it's a ripoff. It's it's like a ridiculous ripoff. It's funny and it's dirty. I don't know. It is it is there's a sleazy. I guess is. Yeah, so yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna do what you're supposed to do, which is log into an MMO. There are plenty of girl models in there, even if they're guys, whatever. I'm just gonna sit and talk to them, give them money, quest hey, with them. <laughs> it just they're all, they're all girls. It just seems so lame. There's a I'm looking at a preview for playing Battleship, and so you've got like this window up to the left with the girl and the webcam, and you've got your crazy off-color chat session, and then you've got the actual game on the right where you're playing, of all things, Battleship. And, uh... Yeah. Just... So anyway, we're gonna send Terra undercover. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Lucky her. And, uh, yeah, see, see, how, see how it goes for her. Um, see how much money... how many monies she can make. <laughs> It depends on the game. I suspect in some games the guy might feel slightly intimidated as his ass is handed to him over and over and over and over and over and over again. <laughs> um, but yeah, a fetish is a fetish. Yeah, I, I guess so. Um, it's not. It's not really out yet. The there's like a press release, but you can't actually do this yet. I've been trying every day, of course, being desperate. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, just a. I don't know. I don't know what more to say about it other than, wow, that's desperation. When are you really going to get a lot of gamer, true gamer girls in this? I, You know, because the games are like Battleship and Tic-Tac-Toe and stuff like that, what I suspect is going to actually happen is the there's a certain class of people who inhabit the inner tubes that have their pornographic webcam pages, right? So what's going to happen is you're going to go play this. It's a chat session, so they can say whatever they want. They're going to take their their $8.20, or whatever they get, their tip or whatever. They're going to take that, but the whole time they're going to be soliciting you with, hey, if you want to see me naked, go to this website, which is my personal website with my webcam. But, honey, I need to get your visa no, you know, address. Now, I'm not saying this from personal experience. I'm actually saying this because one of my friends was telling me the whole deal. And this happens like on in uh, online poker and stuff like that all the time. Really? Yeah. And so yeah, that's like the whole deal is just like once you get once you get into a conversation with them, they lure you away, they steer you to their website, they tell you you have to give them their credit card number on this website just as an, a pre auth thing, but it's not really gonna do anything and then I, I, I don't know, we didn't get beyond that, but I imagine you'd probably get debited or something like oh, that. Oh yeah. And taken for a ride, so to speak. So I can't imagine that this isn't gonna be like the happy hunting ground for that kind of a thing, right? It's like Does this does this friend that you mentioned do they also like WoW themed pornography? As I oh, think, uh, I think I'm figuring out who this it, was. It's not, it's not Jim or Jason. Okay. <laughs> but I have mentioned his name on some episodes. <laughs> let's, let's move off in a in a very awkward segue to <laughs> to a topic near and dear to my heart, which is uh, and and I'll just 
Say it like so. Do our mouths say no while our hearts say yes to death penalties and memos? In other words, do we say in day-to-day conversation, man, I hate death penalties, they're lame, they suck, I don't like them, I don't buy into them. Do we secretly long for a death penalty to make our gaming more meaningful? Your thoughts, Noah? You know, Prince of Persia that came out on 360 and PS3 two years ago, 2008, holiday season, it was derided a lot by by gamers more than the press that you couldn't die in the game. You always, if you started to fall to your death, your com- your companion, this woman that was going around everywhere with you, she'd grab you out of nowhere. Even if it was physically impossible, you'd see her hands, grab your hands, and then she'd pull you back to wherever you were. Oh. And people are like, it's too easy. It's not hard enough. But I still find found the game plenty fun and engrossing. And it wasn't easy because you still had to do some really crazy acrobatics and timed moves. And it it was more rhythmic. It wasn't as much skill. But you still oh, had to pay yeah. attention. You had to be engaged in, term, yeah. in terms of when to push buttons and when to jump and when to move around and stuff like that as you're running through the environments. And I didn't mind that because... Frankly, when you're when Mark, when you're like you and I, and you don't have a lot of leisure time, yeah, to play games, yeah, sure. It's like let's cut out the BS of having to replay a 15, oh, yeah. 20 minute segment to get to where I died again, where I may die yet again, and just have to keep looping through. It's like I don't, I know what I did wrong. That's what I did in the Force Unleashed. I kept going. I must not look at the walkthrough. I must not look at the walkthrough. And I was like, I gotta look at the walkthrough because the spawn points are or the save points are too few and far between. Yeah. Like, I can't do this. Again. <laughs> and this guy, this blogger, Common Sense Gamer's perspective. Yeah, that's where the question came from. Was that he thinks that it's great. Right? Did I read it correctly? He says, um, slash starts up Game Designer 101 class. Yeah. I'm being very snarky and a bit of a douche, I know, but birds of a feather, I guess. And he says, here's what a death penalty does. It gives the player pause and stops them or at least makes them reconsider from doing stupid shit, which is kind of true, in a way. Yeah. You know? I mean, he, he so he's pro-death penalty. Yeah. Um, I pulled up a Keenan Grav post from, like, the year... Oh, it was just January 2010. I, was, I, I guess I pulled up something more recent than I thought. And they just covered some of the de- traditional death penalties in, in MMOs, which I thought I'd list out, and we could kind of continue the discussion, but the classics are experience loss, um, there's experience debt, which from City of Heroes, I remember that bar. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> we all do. Like, Jason will still say that he got, he got through his last level totally with experience debt. Um, item damage, always one of my... I hate item damage more than anything. Me too. So cheap. And then just debuffs, which is like a Age of Conan kind of thing where you're progressively lamer for a while. Um, those are the big four. Of them all, I I think I like I probably like experience debt the best. Or I hate it the least. Yeah. Because it's quantifiable. Yeah. And you can work it off, but you're still earning 
ex- real experience points as well. Yeah, you're still progressing. You're just progressing at half Slower. speed, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The whole Star Trek Online thing, I didn't even know there was a 10-second penalty. Or I, I'm still a little bit at a loss for understanding that. And that's thing. the origin of this, is that yeah. rev- interview that you were referencing earlier also spun off this little sidebar. Eric, you play lots of different types of games, all of which have different death penalties. What is your take on them? Well, one that wasn't mentioned uh, is the uh, is almost like a all of the ones that you mentioned were like negative incentives. You know, if you die, something bad's going to happen to you, right? Disincentives. Oh, disincentives. Yeah. So um, the one thing that they have also like incentives to keep going to stay alive. Um, Champions Online and also another, um, it's now going free-to-play, it was uh, Chronicles of Spellborn. They both have incentives to stay alive because as you fight, um, you actually get bonuses to your hit rate or the damage and stuff like that. In Champions Online, you have five stars that you start out with, and that actually, as long as you have those five stars, you do, I think, like... I can't remember the percentage, but we'll say like 20% more damage, right? Something significant that, you know, is, is useful to have. And as you die, and if you get to three stars, you're doing your regular amount of damage. And then if you suck even more, you're actually getting a debuff. So there's this, there's, there's this incentive that if you actually are doing well, you'll, you'll do more damage. You know, you're getting some kind of bonus for doing well. Um, I, I think that's, that's kind of where we need to go with this. Uh, and also, if, if you're going to have a very lenient death penalty, so I'd have to say Age of Conan's death penalty, super, super lenient. It's a debuff that if you get back to the place you were at, you can easily just click on you know, click on an item and it's, just, it's gone, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, so if, if you're going to do that kind of stuff, it, it's got to be intimately connected to the game design. You know, like if you're yeah. going to have a game that has a 10 second respawn for an MMO, you you better have content that works with that. You know that it's you know the um you're you're in a big huge ship battle in Star Trek Online. It should be intense, and you should have to worry about dying and respawning. You know, I mean that's what you have to worry about in um League of Legends all the time, right? You die, you have this respawn time, and that's a strategic advantage. Uh, last night. Uh, you know, our whole group died, and the opposing team was pretty much able to do whatever they wanted for a minute. Right. We died, you know? So you have to think about those things, and you have to incorporate them into your design. You know, what what is dying going to really be used as? Is it going to be just an annoyance for the person, or is it going to be something that you can, you know, put in as a strategy or a tactic for another player? Right. What's your take, Mark? I kind of—I don't know. I kind of—I kind of like some kind of a penalty for death. I think, as you know, it just comes down to what Darren said. You know, it should just be relevant. You know, well, I paraphrased badly, so that's not what he said. But that's what I've said. It should be—it should make (laughs) your—it should make your, you know, the ability to pay attention and not just mindlessly die all the time, like, be a good thing. You know, it should keep you engaged. You should try not to die. The whole getting a buff for staying alive is awesome. I hadn't even thought of that, but that's pretty cool. You know, it's like like the staying alive buff from Spellborn yeah. or whatever. That's great. 
I, I think I think I I don't mind the penalties. The one in um, City of Heroes, you know, it would like suck to get that, but then it would just kind of remind you, hey, I need to be more cautious. I need to be more careful. And in so doing, I'm a better team player, right? Yeah. You know, my group does better if I don't die, especially because I would always play a defender. <laughs> it's like, oh, no more heals for you or defense. So, um, yeah, just I, I would just say, you know, I like them. I like the death penalty idea. I just don't like it to be too harsh. I hate the idea of loot, of loot damage or losing your loot. Like in, you know, an Ultima Online, when somebody would kill you, they could it, originally they could just loot your corpse, right? That's just too far, you know. That's like it's too violating. Some would say that's hardcore, but it's like, dude, if you want real world stuff, I'll just go to like, you know, South Central Gangland and wear a billboard that says, you know, fuck everybody and see how long I live, you know. But I'm, I don't want to get that hardcore. <laughs> I just want to, I just want to, you know, play my game, you know, probably so, slightly casually, gain some levels, you know, enjoy the lore, go mm-hmm. through the whole thing, and that's pretty much it. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean the the difficulty, like if you think about it, like the death penalty is one of the smallest aspects of the game, really, you know. But it can, yeah. it, can it can be easily thought of as something that's game breaking or something like that. But when it comes down to it, in Champions Online, with some of the later end game bosses, if you don't know how to beat them, it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, you're you're gonna get penalized because you're gonna beat on something. And realize it's invincible because you didn't pay attention to the method of killing it, you know? Right, right. Like, they, they, they just have to focus on making creative boss battles and stuff like that. With Star Trek Online, I thought about it a lot that, you know, um, when you're playing that game, the big issue that Star Trek and, and Cryptic, well, the, the franchise and then Cryptic are having is that, you know, a lot of dis- diplomacy and a lot of, you know, Nonviolent actions happen. A lot of socializing happens in Star Trek, right? How do they how do they get that in the game, right? So I'm right. thinking if they wanted to, they're they're thinking they're working on adding a death penalty now for Star Trek Online. Uh, yeah. What can they what can they do to improve uh, like the social interaction? And I was thinking, what if your ship slowly degraded over time? I know you guys don't like damage of your weapons or your equipment. But what hey. if, <laughs> yeah, wh- what happened, though, if a very slow either debuff or wear and tear of your ship went on? It's totally realistic for Star Trek. I'd fire engineering that. right away. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, it would push you to go to a, you know, a base. Like, right now, for me, when I was playing Star Trek Online, I would just go through missions, whatever, and not vi- visit a base unless I really had to. In in the game, you can get all your missions from Star Trek, I mean, from Starfleet, you know, uh, through a box. You don't ever really have to go to a, a space station. What if it pushed you to go to Deep Space Nine and you had to hang out there for a while while your ship was being prepared? It's not right. a bad. It's not a bad thing for that particular IP. I mean, you, you get to go hang out at Quarks and you get to, you know, uh, check out some maybe do some kind of weird story-based mission that might be repeatable while you do that. I mean, that would be a blast. I don't know. What do you guys think? I guess I'm just stretching. No, I think you're... I mean, I think it's an interesting thought. I, I just... I don't know. I, I hate I hate, I hate, hate it when the game is such that you're just not naturally compelled to do that stuff, that there has to be some device to take it to that level. Yeah, it's you almost know? a handicap, a band-aid. Yeah, you're like, suddenly you're kind of on rails, but not really on rails, but you're still on rails, headed towards your destination of... 
this or that location, you know? I, mm-hmm. I like the idea, though. It's like, I think you're onto something, which is like there could be a whole lot more subtlety to the way these games steer you than just the, the burger attacking, you must go there now. Yeah. And you're like, all of a sudden your options are go there now or log off. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, the subtlety is kind of cool. The whole being carefully guided through this, you know, cultivated kind of scenario chain is great. It's just, you know, at the end of the day, I hate I hate having my stuff degrade because the real world's like that. Just install Windows and wait six months and you'll see that it <laughs> has the Windows entropy factor as it slowly becomes so weird. slower and less oh, <laughs> useful. So. I mean, what? With, the, with that oh, thing, it could, be, it could just be a debuff also, you know? And you True. Have, you'd have no problem with a debuff. It could just be a, um, a slowly degrading version of the Champions Online star system where as you're out there doing missions... You're slowly going to do, you know, maybe you get a little bit of debuff where you're going to, you know, start doing maybe average damage and then below average, and all they want you to do is go and dock. Right. You know, you have to get your provisions, you know, in, in there somewhere. Yeah, no, that's true. Good points. Good points, all of them. Well, I think that probably finishes up our our roundtable topics for this evening. Yes. We are um, now at the end of 127. And really some good stuff. I'd like to thank Mark for coming up with so many great topics for us to talk about. Sure, thank you. And listeners, we begged you for feedback at the beginning of the show. And all we really had to offer was just an email address and a Twitter feed. But now you're even doubly empowered with all these super cool topics to talk about, whether it's 100,000 gamers being a sufficient number for success whether you love the death penalty or not, how many game crushes are you planning on initiating once the <laughs> service is available? Yeah. What, on what criteria shall you be finding your online girlfriend? <laughs> so let us know what you think about any of those topics, or all of them. Send it into mail. M-A-I-L. There we go. At channelmassive.com. Or Twitter. T-W-I-T-T-E-R. Dot com <laughs> slash channel massive. We like tweets. They're, those are really easy. There's not much depth to them, but we still like them. Yeah. They make us feel good. The fewer characters that you use, the more we can misinterpret what you have to say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Concise oh, yeah. statements. We hope you like the show, and we'll be recording again next week. With episode 128. That's that's because we can do basic math. That's right. Good night, everybody. Good night. Um.